a system should be designed so that it can fail. I would even say every actor in this system, so every employee, everybody who's working together, everybody should basically create, design their actions in a way to be able to fail with it, right? To be able to fail with it. Hey there, and welcome to Leadership Sprouts podcast. We are at the E of Heidi today and we'll talk about empowerment. We discuss what empowerment means for us and we dive deep into the pains that come for every lead wanting to empower others. We try to explain what it takes to create an empowering system like trust, the ability to fail and to loop back information. We also compare organizations with countries and their individual approaches to manage a crisis like COVID and realize that this brings actually a great lesson for leadership. Furthermore, we talk about the illusion of productivity, mainly through the way we measure performance and how this creates or prevents actual value creation. Finally, we take some personal experiences, share learnings and insights we have gained so far as leaders in our organizations and hope we can give you good inspiration through that. Thanks for listening in. then let's start. It's again Rolf and me. And to introduce the session, though, I wanted to ask you, how did you spend your last evening? Because you said you didn't want to drink something, you don't want to eat something. So I'm very curious how you spent your evening yesterday. You know, there can only be one answer, right? So when you don't drink and you don't eat. You sleep. You watch football. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I've, i found myself uh watching the german national team game uh and uh, went to bed very early actually so yeah, not so much more to do right now in berlin true it's very it's very quiet at the moment it gets kind of boring at night and it's cold you know you, you don't want to be outside so much and you can't do anything outside yeah yeah true okay well the last time when we talked on our podcast was uh, when we discussed about humbleness and diversity and how it actually creates better information processing systems, how it empowers organizations and especially leaders to use the full potential that is in the room of different perspectives of people and become smarter in decision-making processes. Today, I would like to introduce actually the second principle, which is empowerment. And maybe you can explain a bit, or we can explain a bit, um, what empowerment means, because it's a huge word. It's, again, a word, I think, that has a, a lot of buzz in this business world. And maybe we can explain what we mean and how it is connected to, to humbleness. Yeah. Yeah, so I think now we're at the E of the Heidi principles. So, mm -hmm. um And I think last time we spoke a lot about uh, humbleness and I think also we touched briefly, I think, the at least the sphere of, um, of empowerment. Um, but I, I, think, I think it's important to, to make this distinction. So I think humbleness is something that is happening on an individual level, right? So it's kind of a prerequisite. It's something that 
a, a leader has to to have as a as a as a characteristic, so that he is able basically to you know to accept other people's perspectives, um, that he's able to learn new things continuously. But of course, of course, humbleness is also important for empowerment, right? So because um, and I think we touched that already. Um, because it's it's also a loss of control. So you have in the moment where you empower somebody else, you have to be able to let go of of your of your sense of control. And uh, I think that's how that's how it's basically that's how it's connected. Um, but empowerment then is of course way more um, than just letting go and being humble, right? So empowerment is not the idea of empowerment is not anarchy. Uh, the idea of empowerment is that you know, like, if everybody creates more wealth, like for themselves, they will create more wealth for every for for the company. So, if everybody wants creates more value for themselves, they create more value for the company. So that's that's the idea of em- empowerment, and it's it's I think it's very related to ideas of like a, a market society. Sounds like Adam Smith. It sounds like Adam Smith, right? Yeah. I think it's very closely related to it. I think it's very interesting, actually, because I, I'm not sure if you t- touched it already, but but I, I think it's this, this idea that actually what we call a democracy, you know, in within a company. So you always say, like, a company is not a democracy, right? So it's basically like you always say, like, yeah, company has to, it's not a democracy. Somebody has to decide, you know, where to go, and it's, it's not a democratic system. But I think at the same time, uh, what we also say, it's not a market system. So it's not something where like the individual creates more and then therefore the whole thing creates more. So we basically organize currently, we all, most of our companies are organized uh, like, a, like a socialistic system, like, uh, like somebody is planning you know, where to go and then basically it's breaking down the task into many different subtasks. And then at the end, basically, uh, you know, then, then you know, the whole organization works as a as a socialistic system. So our, our, by saying, you know, a company is not a democracy and a company, we also, we also neglect the idea of like uh, a capitalistic system, you know, within a, within a company. And I think that is quite interesting, you know, because the people who would be the most capitalist organize mm-hmm. their own companies uh, completely contrary to that. Yeah. I think it's generally, I'm, I just rem- remember this morning, um, I think you posted a couple of days ago, you posted uh, this podcast of um, of Zeit, right? Alles, mm-hmm. alles gesagt uh, with Yuval Harari. And I haven't listened through all of it because it's about four hours long. Um, but I got to a very, very interesting point, and I think you mentioned it as well, mm-hmm. um, where um, he gets asked, what is a better system in a crisis situation like this? Uh, is it maybe the Chinese system where you are like, you know, where we have a totalitarian system, somebody is deciding and then like executing like um, very strict. And on the other other side, uh, you know, is or is it maybe a democracy like we have in Europe where you have a federal, even a federal system in Germany and you have a lot of different uh, states basically having different kind of ideas how to solve this, solve the problem. And then you have different countries and they have different ideas again how to solve it. And so what is what is the better system? And uh, I think it's a very, very interesting, uh, very interesting answer because what he says is that, of course, a totalitarian system 
has a huge advantage in executing fast, mm -hmm. right? So you have a huge advantage, of course, because you take once a decision and then you are very fast in executing and that is taking way longer in a, in a democracy. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's way, taking way longer basically because, because you have so many different interests and you have to align them. But on the other side, he says, the problem is that when you, when you have this totalitarian system, it's that you, you, you rarely basically understand when you're wrong. You're not, you're not getting challenged. You get not getting challenged and you don't, you, for, foremost, you don't get even the information, mm -hmm. you know, not even challenging, but you don't even, you have no chance to get the information, mm -hmm. right? So, so basically you're very good in, in, in executing top down something, but you will not understand at which point you're wrong. You know, you will not understand. And, and, the, and the problem is, if, and he says, of, of course, if there would be a genius who would be always right, you know, and taking decisions, you know, then it might, might be a good system. But of course, this is an illusion because there is nobody always right. So I think there is a difference because a totalitarian system is as, as a static system in a specific situation. It can be right and it can be superior. But it will never be superior, I think, on a longer time horizon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the reason, the reason for that is because it just has not the ability to change. Yeah, and to correct themselves, right? And to, to correct. And I think, I think, you know, people will say, yeah, you know, but the Chinese system works very well. It's, it's you know, I think it's, it's true. You know, when you're looking at COVID, yes, I think they were, were able to get the numbers down. Um, I think they were able to restrict people. But I think the collateral damage maybe of that is not at all visible to us. So, so we don't know. Like, did they really, like, on, on, what, on what kind of, like, like, on what metric did they solve this challenge? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and they solved it on the, on the metric of, okay, how many, how many uh, um, deaths are reported or, you know, like, uh, like direct related to COVID and so on. But I think the question is if that is really, like, you know, the only metric, you know, or, or is, are there not other collateral damage me, me, maybe also ending up into death and, 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 uh, and, 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 and huge problems that we don't see. Mm. And they would mm. never be coming up because you would not see them in the system. You know, the other side is also the question, you know, if, if a system like this would even, like a thing like this would even have happened in a democracy, Because, because, you know, like, like when you say like, okay, there is like, uh, like imagine you are sitting in, in, in Wuhan, you know, and you're like, uh, like responsible for the region. And then you get this stuff on your table and somebody says, yeah, there's, you know, we have this raising numbers of, of flu basically happening in our society and hospitals basically. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we don't know, it might be something like SARS before, but, but we don't know, you know, and, and, and. And you're probably afraid, you know, you're probably afraid to report it. You know, you're probably afraid to let somebody know. So I think that, that it came to the point that this maybe like have, has spread already quite dramatically throughout the world mm -hmm. before anyone heard of it. It's also a direct, a direct basically consequence, um, consequence mm -hmm. of, of a, this totalitarian regime. So, so I, I, I just think, and it's, it's not... I don't come from it from a moral perspective, but because I think democracy is like generally better. But 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 I think it's just better in 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 again better in in working with information, right? Mm -hmm. And better in self correction. Mm -hmm. And I think this teaches us a lot about leadership, and it, it teaches us a lot about empowerment. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, because because um, like like a to- a top down system where you sell, basically uh, take the decision at the very top and then you break it down into tasks and then these, these tasks are bro- broken down in su- into subtasks and so on and so on. I think that is can be effective to solve one specific problem. It can be extremely ineffective when you, when you go for a more long-term perspective where you want to build a system that's, that's self-correcting, self-learning and evolving. And, uh, and I think that's, that's the difference. And I think this became also more and more important because we, I think that we, we spoke about that last time because the, the, the solutions get more and more complex. The, the information gets... gets mm-hmm. more and more harder, it gets harder and harder to digest. So it's just way harder to take these, these like, like top down decisions. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I found that very, very inspiring actually. So I thought, I thought it's very interesting, uh, that, that you can, can basically directly relate this also to, to, um, to society and to, to the system, how we organize our societies is basically how we organize our companies. And, 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 and then in the discussion, I think it's very interesting that, that somebody who can be on one hand completely for a free market, you know, and for like saying, okay, this is the best system that we can have, right? Like, how can you, how can you at all think about like a socialistic system? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it doesn't make sense. It proves itself wrong. You know, it's 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 lying there on 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 the the pile of history that didn't work, and 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 at the same time, like say, okay, you know, but but our 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 company has to run that way. Has has to run that way. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. True. Um. So 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 I think that is really 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 interesting that this this um that that we don't think about this way and um and so 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 I think it has more. Coming back to that, um, so humbleness is for me a more individual thing. Empowerment is rather a systematic idea. Approach. Systemic approach. Mm -hmm. What I find also very interesting of what you just said, that um, democracy seems to be also a better better approach in crisis times. I think it disagrees with everything that is said actually in in the business world uh, where, or also in society often, yeah, where we, where we hear very, very often that a crisis gives you the permission to be very directive mm-hmm. or, or uh, a crisis calls for directive management um, because, you know, I mean, people don't know, they, they might be panicking about something. So this is kind of, you know, the, the assumption they might be panicking about something. So I need to be the one who has the idea and and I think I think there is a to be fair I think that probably there is some le- legitimation because saying saying that the shorter and shorter the time frame is, I think the more probably there is uh, some justification for for like a more uh, like directive approach. Yeah, because, uh, but, but the, the the problem is that that just that that most of our our crises are not just a momentary crisis. What does momentary momentary mean? crisis? Like, I, I mean I mean pr- probably when you were. I don't know when you want to want to get people out of a ho- burning house, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody is super excited and so on. So, so probably it's good that somebody says, "Hey guys, you you go left, you go right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I see you on top." 
right? So, yeah. so, so, so I think in that situation, like it's a very, it's a very short term thing, immediate reaction. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, like, in, in, in that in that moment when you start, like, okay, you know, discussion, and then basically during that discussion, basically everything gets already way worse. I think that 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 is a problematic thing. I I, I don't think that most of the crises that we ha we deal with as societies are basically like that. So, so you basically always have. Basically, uh, like look at COVID crisis right now. This now takes already, I don't know, ten months or so, right? And it will it will take probably another year. So it, this is not a temporary thing. So there is a chance within a year. There is a, is a chance to learn from failures. There mm -hmm. is a chance to adapt and to be better. You know, or you just do one thing. And, and I think I think I think here you have the chance. You know, I mean. You could say like, yeah, you know, the the, the, the Swedish uh, approach to COVID was a total failure. But but I'm I'm actually I'm happy that we we as a as a European society we give the countries the freedom, or even like in Germany we give the states the freedom mm -hmm. to try out things because they will try somebody tries it out and the others can learn from it. Yeah. And and there is still a learning process, right? So you lo you look at it and you say, okay, yeah, they did things wrong, and and and, and they tr but they tried something. It could have been, it could have worked. It's not a completely stupid idea, right? So they could have been right, and and we have could have learned from it. And 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 then we look at it and we look again. It's it's about failure culture, right? And then we <laughs> we we say again, we say again, ah, you know, like it didn't work. How stupid have they been, and so on. And you know, and no, you know, it's it's just trying something. You know, it's just trying. We all don't know. <laughs> I just and, wanted to say, like, as if anyone would know what the right approach would be. No, we we all we all do not know. And and I think I think that's again like of course like the winners kind of arrogance and to say a winners or the, the people who have been right in that moment, yeah. To say, ah, you know, uh, we always said it, you know, you you, you were right from, from the very uh, wrong from the very beginning. Um but but no, nobody nobody really knows. Yeah. And And, and that gives you a chance. This gives you the ch gives you the chance to basically to evolve, you know, to to become smarter, even even during a crisis, you know. And 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 as, especially as long as a crisis takes longer, I think um, I think I think it's I think the idea that a crisis is solved better by just like one per, like one person or somebody taking mm -hmm. an informed more or less informed decision um, and pushing that through and accepting. Uh, no other opinion. I, I think that's reduced to a very short time frame, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and 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 there's way better possibilities to solve solve something. And 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 I think the same the same uh, is is absolutely true for organizations, organizations and and and, and companies. Mm -hmm. I think the same is true. So I think there's rarely something where i would say okay it's it's purely it's purely about like one decision execu executed right and it's also something that i really seen differently um before so so i i always thought that i can create a company as a perfect system you know so 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 you just have to make sure that like the you know everybody is perfectly connected and every every everything is work, you know working in the right direction everybody is controlled and really does the right thing and then you know and we then then we move ahead you know mm -hmm. doesn't work that way in my experience it, it does not work that way I, I at least i have not seen it working that way um i i think it feels good though because it gives you the impression of control okay. And progress, yeah. Also, 
So it's not it's not also only that it gives you the impression of control, but it's also giving you the impression of progress. And that's that's a problematic thing. Because you of course you progress on what you do, right? You want to do. But you, you just don't know if it's right. <laughs> you know, of course you progress on, on on this. Like, you know, like of course you can push that through. And and it's not only impression. It's not it's not that it's just a complete illusion of progress. You know, of course you progress to a specific goal that you set and that you made the goal and that you said is the right thing to do. And where you implemented and a good measurement. Where, and where you implemented the measurement towards yeah. that. And you said, okay, this is a measurement. And there's, there's, of course, a lot of illusions in that involved as well. Mm -hmm. But at the end, even if there would be no illusion, it can still be wrong because you're just progressing basically com completely to your brainchild, basically, which you thought, okay, this is the thing to do. You know, and as long as as you create a system where you're not constantly basically challenged if, on that, if that is still the right thing, you 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 of course you make easy progress toward that. You're nicely progressing, yeah. That's but do true. you really make progress in terms of creating really value? If you're creating long-term value, that is highly depending on how well you have basically chosen your goal and the way how you measure it. Mm. And, um, and, and I think that's, that's the illusion of, of, or that not that's the illusion, but, but that is basically the, 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 the progress that you see that at the end is questionable if it's progress at all for the bigger thing. Right? Yeah. I mean, I would even make the difference between pro making progress on something and really being productive or creating yes. value. Yes. I would, yeah. Yes. And, 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 and of course, this is coming back to all of this idea of, of like, like a division of work, right? That way you say like, okay, you know, you have this idea of like, I create something and then I have just have to break it down into different parts and all of these parts are created. And at the end we create more. Um, the thing is that, that most organi like organizations or the value creation organization doesn't work anymore that way. It's not that simple anymore. You cannot just break things down and then everybody does their part and at the end you know if everybody does their part then the whole thing is working so it's just not that easy anymore and i think that's that's a problem you know because this is this is gone because you cannot just the the, the goals get get more blurry the the, the measurements get more difficult dif um, um, there's way more ambiguity mm. there's way more ambiguity of of different goals and kpis and so on and so on so And, and and that's just making it hard. So 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 it just it just you're also giving yourself way less a chance of being wrong, right? So yeah, and that and, and that initially feels good. Mm -hmm. So so you know so so you 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 you, you see progress. Uh, you you take yourself away. The you, you move towards that goal. Uh, you you energize people and say, hey, we move toward that goal, and everything is great. You know, but but at the end, you you might just not be really productive. And, and, um, yeah. And, and so, so, and, and then of course there's a lot of other, um, other illusions going on, right. On this track of, uh, where productivity. Yeah, no, no. Even on, on that track of, of like moving towards a goal, right. So where basically like, um, you know, people report progress, um, on that goal goals. And you have, of course, They have, of course, like the motivation to tell you only good stuff. And, uh, and at the end, you know, like lots of people tell you good stuff about like the progress and then you feel even better. Right. But of course they have a motivation then to, 
not not to challenge you, but to basically always tell you that you're right with what you're doing, right? And and I think that is one of the biggest challenge of leaders, right? I mean, and 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 it's 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 it happened to me all the time, you know. It's not mm -hmm. that I'm, mm -hmm. I'm I'm I was any anyhow immune to this, right? So it happens to you all the time, but but um, but but that's why I think it's so much more important, so, so important to create a system in the first place of of empowerment. So a system. How can how would you explain a system of empowerment? So so what does empowerment in that sense actually mean? We just clarified it's systematic, mm -hmm. so it's not individual. But but what does an empowered system do? So 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 I would say that in an empowered system, you you try to to give the the decision power to the smallest possible unit, basically, where it makes sense. So, so in the moment where where a decision can be taken lo locally, I would say, like locally in mm -hmm. in a specific department from a specific person, uh, in a in a specific function or whatsoever, it should be taken. It should be taken there. It, it comes with a, a whole bunch of problems. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, don't don't get me wrong. You know, there's a huge coordination problem, and um, and it also, which is closely related basically to the to the next principle of intrinsic motivation mm -hmm. so there is there is some some things that have to be there to basically like make that system really properly working yeah but in in general um it, it means that you really you really let decisions happen uh like on the lowest possible level right um and and and, and you allow for failure You allow, or with this, you allow actually for mistakes, for wrong decisions. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I mean, all our, every single decision that you take proves wrong one or the other day. <laughs> And if it doesn't, then you just haven't waited long enough. <laughs> so, yeah. so, 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 of course, like Donald Trump, I read, just read it this way, so I'm, Uh, losing is for losers. Um, I'm um, I'm never I, I I'm not a loser. I never failed in my life or something like that. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like this sentence alone, like, uh, but um, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 um, no, of course we all losers. <laughs> <laughs> we are losers. All in most of the most of the times we are, and um, the the most important characteristic that you can give a system to be able to evolve from that yeah generally to be able to evolve into anything mm. is to give it the possibility to fail we would not be here if the system that created us would not have had the possibility to fail mm -hmm. so evolution would have never happened if there was not enough room to, for failure. And if you, if you create a non-failing system, it's a completely static system. It's that, a totality, yeah, totalitarian, totalitarian like, system. Like yeah, totalitarian, like the totalitarian, but it's, it's, which is, can still be right, you know? I, I don't say that like a, like a, a system uh, like that cannot be right. You know, of course, you know, like like... Like like the guy who's standing in the in the desert, right? And who say who say, always says it will rain tomorrow. One day he is right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you mean there are fewer and fewer cases where actually this system is right? No, I mean I mean you, you, of course you can be 
copyright, but you don't evolve. Mm. You know, it's just a static, static approach, right? It's you know, if you create a perf a perfectly working system without any failure, it's work perfectly working in that moment. And if you say if you don't allow for mistake, it will never change. And if the moment changes and anything changes in your surrounding, it's wrong tomorrow. You know, and that's what I mean, right? It's right in that perfect, in that specific moment, but it's just perfect for a moment, and it's never perfect for for a longer time. And and so it's it's a difference if you create, if you want to create a perfect system for a moment, or if you want to create a, a perfect system in the long run, which is uh, which is stable and evolving, and 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 you know, and 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 I think that is. When we want to create companies, we don't want to create a perfect system for the moment because basically we want to go for net present value. So we mm -hmm. want to go for the future value that we create. And I think that is also when we speak about sustainability of, of leadership, sustainable leadership, we, that, that's, I think, the, getting the long-term perspective into it. And when you, when you, get, when you take the long-term perspective, right, then you, you should not create a system that is perfect. You should create a system that allows for failure accepts failure and is learning and and and, and is learning mm. and um and that is that's coming with like when you want to do that this is coming with a lot of uh you know that it has a lot of implications basically for for the design of a system right? it comes with a lot of pain because i mean people are actually not you know not really made for for a high pace of changes and i remember especially now from trivago is that we always said, okay, change is the only constant, but I feel like a lot of companies say that and at Trivago we actually really had it. We had a really high pace of change and it was really impressive also to see how people were dealing with it. I, I think you can learn it. Yeah. I can. I think you can learn to deal with um, this this constant change, though... though It's hard. It's hard, and it, it of course it comes with again some psychological prerequisites have to be met basically before you can do that because because I think I think my experience at least also from from failures that I did you know that that in the moment where you expect like a, a high adaptation rate and you expect people to deal with a lot of change and you do that in an environment where there is not an, enough trust and not, not enough understanding and, you and security. Need, yeah, you can call it safety, safety. You can call it safety. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, um, uh, you know, I, I think that then, then you have not the chance to, to, to evolve. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure like how far we're we going now into, into this, this field of intrinsic motivation, but I thought that when, when I was, Going to university, you know, I was at uh, HHL, you know, and, and where basically like everybody wanted to go to McKinsey and to Goldman and so on, and and you know, so you get kind of like influenced by this this sense of like we are the elite, <laughs> and we we are here for a reason because we are working so hard, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and um, and and. In that situation, if you would have asked me, I would have told you that I'm advocating for strong incentives. So I was always like strong incentive. So we should make everybody equal in the way that 
basically like like the the foundations that they have so that they get all the same education or like a good education and so on but then you really need very strong incentives because you want them to have people basically excel because of that of these strong of this external external, mm-hmm. external motivation right mm-hmm. and i think i think i really needed time and i really needed to to understand i many years i needed many years to understand that this is actually not true it's actually not true it's it's an it's an it's an illusion because because um <laughs> the, the guys who were sitting there together in this uh, elite university there were not so many working class people there mm-hmm. so in like where the the parents were like just like i don't know you know didn't have any close connection to to education you know i probably with my with my parents like being um running running a restaurant or so i was probably one of the few people who were the the, the furthest away from any <laughs> any like like higher education but but uh no but but we all of us we had like a a huge safety net mm-hmm. you know i i knew that whatever i would do you know i would basically there would be a safety net i i can i would not end up in the street mm-hmm. so so our creativity like my my step into entrepreneurship you know to start my own company this was hugely supported by my by sa- my safety net that mm-hmm. i had i think this really nicely shows the power of trust and why trust is so important for organizations and to really invest into the connection and to really the trust or safety net um an organization should have because what you just said is that or you take away the fear of actually very bad consequences that their action might imply and i think this is something that is also very interesting in in a lot of organizations somehow actions are based on distrust mm-hmm. and where you actually overwhelm systems when you come up with this new way of working and you go in and you want to let's say transform them or they want to transform themselves but what they actually really need to do in the first place is to work on their trust trust relationships i think that is also something that i realized a lot when i went into dysfunctional teams so like at trivago so like when 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 you hear of a dysfunctional team and you hear okay something is going wrong in this team you know and 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 you're like why is, and, and and then people come up with a lot of different things so why things are going wrong very much on the surface right because this person said this or I don't know because they are, they are not like looking at numbers enough or what whatsoever right or you have lots of different 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 reasons and then 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 people say like why why a team is dysfunctional interestingly most of the time I I would say that I I realized it's a lack of trust basically that is that is causing the dysfunctional team um and that makes it so so important so it, because if if there is not this safety net you know and 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 if there's not this kind of base kind of security people take suboptimal decisions <laughs> you know they they just don't take the right decisions anymore because they are in fear they are they are in fear of i don't know they are in fear of of they might be in fear of losing their job they might be in fear of being blamed being blamed 
of disappointing their dad, you know, whatsoever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's just like, and, and, and whenever you deal out of fear, you're not, you're not taking optimal decisions. Or not taking decisions at all. Or not taking decisions at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so of course, I mean, I think that is, that is always like from, for me, the, 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 the you know, the, like w- w- how can organizations be dysfunctional, right? Like in, in decision-making and, and, and I think, I think a lot of um, organizational dysfunction because first of all, you, you, you have often situations where people don't want to take decisions anymore because of the fear of, of failing, right? And I heard many stories of people where that works for quite a long time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so we're, we're really like, like it works for a very long time. And if, you know, when you're asking yourself uh, when you have been in a more corporate environment and where you're, where, you know, me, even also myself, where I was like, I don't know, doing, doing internships or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So where you can, you know, it works quite a, quite a long time that you really like, you, you, you get along with not taking any decisions or postponing decisions or kind of like doing decisions which are not really changing something, you know? And, and, and so I think that is, that is already happening a lot. And, and, um, and I think the next, the next step is that even then, you have a lot of organizations where decisions are taken, but without any consequences of like, like, like what happens afterwards. I mean, not consequences. I'm not even mean consequences because it's without any information flow back yeah, to you. Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. loop. There is no there, kind there's of no, feedback system. Gonna, right. So, so I think that's a, that's a, that's another part of the story mm-hmm. as well, right? So I think I think we we need systems. On one hand, we need systems where you can try out, where you can fail, when you can take decisions. But hey, of course, it's super, super easy to take decisions in the moment where you have not any information getting back to you that you might fail. Right. <laughs> so, so, so of course, then, then, you know, I, you, of course, you know, I can be very creative, you know, and I can create lots of things. If I never get my the information loop back and the information loop gets closed and I get at least the information back that something went wrong, um, that then, then, then of course it's very easy. Yeah. And, uh, that's very easy to take decision. But I think on top of what I said before, I said, a system should be designed so that it can fail. I would even say every actor in this system, so every employee, everybody who's working together, mm-hmm. everybody should basically create, design their actions in a way to be able to fail with it, right? To be able to fail with it. Yeah, so whatever, you should aim for aim it. For fail, should, yeah. Yeah, in, a, in a weird way, you should aim for failure. So you should, mm-hmm. you should basically like, like create a system and you say like, okay, Whatever I do, if I'm not able to be proven wrong with it, I should not do it. Why should I do it if I cannot prove be proven wrong with it? No, there's no there's no point. <laughs> you know, confirmation, self confirmation. Yeah, but there's no point in doing something where, where I cannot be proven wrong. Yeah. You know, because because it has then it then it has no dynamic capability. Then it has no, no. capability basically to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and I, I, I think that's, that's even on, on, on top of the idea of like allowing for failure is, is rather designing a system for, for failure, right? Yeah. To be able to fail. And I think we, we actually shed a nice perspective on this whole learning culture topic because I also feel that this is a huge buzz in the, in the new work scene. 
Yeah, where they all talk about the le- you should have a learning culture if you are a modern working organization, but they don't know really understand why. And actually, they don't really want you to make failures. Mm-hmm. They just like it sounds very fancy, and I think a lot of people are jumping on the train because that's something you say today and something you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really, really important to understand why it really makes sense and how deep it goes when you say you should aim for failure, you know, because it gives it a totally different spin. You know, how much it hurts. Mm-hmm. How much it hurts and hurts into, like, like if it doesn't hurt, you're not there. <laughs> yeah, as an organization. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, you, if you do your, I mean, nothing against your, like, I don't know, how, how they call this failure Fridays or whatsoever, like, right, right, these, like, things where you share your Tuck mistakes. Up Fridays. Tuck up Fridays, yeah. Yeah. Um, and nothing wrong about that. I think, really, like, it's, 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 it's amazing that there are people out there who promote that, mm-hmm. right? But, but as long as you have this isolated, <laughs> you know, this idea of this, this, and, 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 um, and it's still, as a leader for you, it still feels kind of comfortable. And, you know, you can, you know, and you can speak about it and, and, you know, like with your fellow leaders and you can say, ah, look at his, you know, we're also not doing this failure culture thing. And so I think, I think as long as it doesn't really hurt you, I think you're not there because the truth is that, that in the moment, like it, it, it really like, it, it really hurts you and it gets you to the edge of what you can, ex- like what you ex- can accept basically. Right. And then I think, then we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's a it's a problem with most of these things of new work. You know, I think I think that that there's a lot of truth behind these topics, and there might be a couple of people really understanding it. But I think it's still not like pe- people still don't want to go where it hurts. It's not really consequently implemented. You know, it's 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 a little bit like uh, the story of this. Um, like when um, like a, a Trivago when we started to like give unlimited like. Like how we did, did we call it not unlimited holiday but like free self determined. So because I remember there that I also like I was approached by somebody and um, introducing me to this idea, and my initial reaction was also oh wow cool so yeah we we give free holidays and then we basically we hope that people will not take it. <laughs> yeah. So and and I know that many many companies like starting that and discussed it with what that was basically they I might not say they have not might not have said it this way openly but when i talked to them privately they were like yeah you know it's that's quite cool because people don't take the holiday they're taking less they're taking less holiday mm-hmm. often i hear that very often yeah and and so 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 you take something out of context and and I did it myself. So I took something out of context and I thought, oh, okay, this is a cool thing because it sounds good. Like, oh, unlimited holidays. And at the end, people don't really take it. And that's quite cool. Yeah. And, and, and that's, again, you know, it doesn't hurt you. So if it doesn't hurt you at this time, you know, I, I'm, it, it's probably not right. And so, so I, I got like, I, you know, I talked to one of our our uh, team team members there, and then they said, yeah, "But that's not the idea." So that goes way goes way deeper. It, 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 the idea is that you that you the time should not be at all kind of like the 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 the, the reason, or it should not be at all a factor, right? So why should 
time at all be a factor? And then I said, and, and then I came and said, okay, but then what do we do then? So we, so we tell people you can come in and you can go whenever, whenever they want. You know, that was also my initial reaction where I feel like this is painful now. Wow, this is painful. So we really like we want we really want to tell people, but then I cannot really like so 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 somebody comes in like ten minutes a day and then it's still fine. That cannot be right. That sounds so wrong to me, right? In the, in that moment, it sounds so wrong. Like like I cannot control people anymore. I, I really. I mean, what happens then? You know, what are they doing then? Yeah. Yeah. What are they doing then? They, they will nobody will work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and. And, and that was also my my initial reaction. So because and, and 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 because that's where it hurts, you know. That this is where it really hurts when it cuts. It's not when you say like, ah, oh, you give an unlimited holiday and you hope that people are not taking it. That is not where it hurts, and that is also not having the effects at the end. Mm-hmm. That is also not having the effects. The, the the real step comes when you understand, shit. Okay, I I'm living in an illusion. I lived in an illusion before where I thought that time is a measure of productivity. And only if I stop with that illusion, and that, which is a very comforting illusion for a leader. Yeah, it is. <laughs> only when I stop with that illusion, I basically get to the core of it. So only when I stop with the illusion of that this is like, uh, it's, a time is a measure of productivity, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting there. And then it get, and then it hurts because then you have to start. How how else do you measure productivity? Mm-hmm. How, or how do how do I get a sense of productivity? Or let I do I let it completely lose? So I, I and and this is and then you're getting into the thought process. But I think this thought process this is super super. This is this is where you where it hurts where the transform where the real transformation starts. And where you're really thinking about empowerment. Where you're really thinking about empowerment, where yeah. you really think, okay, what, what, like, what does it then mean, you know? Like, and I, I, I think that was like really one of the most mind blowing, really like moments where I really thought, okay, I have, I have been so wrong with that. And what kind of effect did you observe then with the people when you, when you introduced this approach? I, I think, I think that all of my leaders had to go through the same process that I went through. Mm-hmm. And and so basically, it's not only that at the end you have to understand it yourself, but then you have to tell it to your inner circle who has to deal with it uh, as well. And I think then it depends on if people really, really get it or if they stay on a level of you know, where I stayed before, where they said, yeah, mm-hmm. I will kind of like, yeah, yeah, somehow makes sense. Probably people will take, not take holiday anyway. They feel more free and then probably it's, you know, so, so this mm-hmm. is like, I don't think that like all of the people I work with, all the leaders that I worked with. Understood the concept. Really understood the concept. Mm-hmm. It's also maybe then of my, my, my problems and one of my biggest shortcomings that I did not really like explain why explain more of that and, mm-hmm. and invest more into that and so on but because it's it's so it's so hard really to go to that point it's it's so hard to go to that point and basically especially when you are when you have i, I think but did I, you but did you see a transformation in in the organization of course. so that that was something i was really of, interested yeah. in so what it, kind of effect did it have 
no of course it had a, it had a trans it, it, it transformed it transformed like how people thought about it you know and but 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 it also took time you know i think i think that you 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 it took it took a while until people really picked it up and they really under, understood it and it's not it's not something that where you see the effect from one day to another but i seen i seen that discussions changed the topic of a discussion changed i think and it and it took many years maybe for some people to change but i i have i've heard way less things like ah oh, you know this team works so hard together because they're sitting there always until 11 o'clock at evening or something like that this was just not well this was the standard actually like in in man, like environments where i came from like when people like were in like working in consulting companies or whatsoever right so so where where people were defining themselves about their working hours right so which which happened way less at trivago so this definition of like of productivity of um in 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 through through working hours that happened way less and 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 i i've seen way more healthy discussions about what is productivity um a lot of discussions and then you can say yeah but you know is it is it helpful to have all of these discussions at the end it's the only way you know because mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just fooling yourself mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah you know I you know agree. yeah we, let's go on let's 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 play keep on playing the game and fool ourselves yeah we can do that but it it's just not at the end really creating value you know you know i i don't want to i don't want to like put this on a on a, like like say okay this was like an amazing process and it was so unique and and like what we did at Trivago blah 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 <laughs> which is not because because we just had the the chance to try these weird things mm -hmm. the things that were well, not so usual not so usual and 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 a lot of people stepped back from doing it because they were afraid because of any higher authority mm -hmm. And because we were generally not so afraid of any higher authority, um, we we tried these weird things. Um, but but I've seen that that the that the discussions went way more. I mean, you know, I I I, I it, it's it's at the end it's it's also of course it's at the margin. You know, like do, would I say that then every single single lead in Trivago had the same deep understanding of it? No. Um, has all the organization changed? Has never somebody be evaluated by the number of hours they spend uh, at their desk or whatsoever? All of that happened. Mm -hmm. All of that ha probably still happens. Mm -hmm. But it's about it's, it's 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 always at the margin. And and if you if you can make it happen that p people less talk about the hours at their work, or less take them as as a justification, you automatically automatically steering your your discussions into a way more productive area and uh, and i think that's a big effect i i agree and i think um from a maybe from a more people perspective i felt that people were taking it as really as a mean of trust given by the organization and were valuing it a lot you know and i think people felt the freedom to organize their time as they need it, but then also spend the time that they want to focus on work in a way more productive way. So that that's what I felt. They're really there. They're really mm -hmm. engaged in what they're doing, which of course is also related to the intrinsic motivation part, but 
they're really there, engaged. They really interact very meaningful with their colleagues. Um, the discussions um, that they had were really about like bringing those topics forward instead of, I don't know, a lot of political blah, blah, what you find in, mm -hmm. in, in lots of organizations or where people have the feeling they're sitting sitting there to to wait until they can leave work, you know, like just because they know I have one more hour on the clock. I'm actually done with my work today, but I'm keep sitting here and I'm or or I have actually a lot of work to do, but right now it's five o'clock in the evening and I drop my pen and I'm out of the office. Mm -hmm. So I felt that through this perspective and through this approach that we had with Intrivago, you more consciously spend your time mm -hmm. either on if you are not able to work on mm -hmm. other things and when you are able to work on your work. And I think this had also a high high um, impact on productivity and how we were collaborating with each other. I, I heard it often now that people say we, we had the... we, we Somebody puts trust in me and immediately I also want to give trust back, right? It, mm -hmm. It's kind of this this positive spiral. So you can either create a negative spiral. Of distrust? Of this negative spi spiral of distrust, basically, which is bringing you down and down. Or you create a positive spiral of trust, basically. And and I think this is a positive spiral because you 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 feel kind of trust. You're getting empowered. You are, you are trying to... You 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 have the feeling that you want to give back to something, mm -hmm. and not because of something. Mm -hmm. You just want to, you know, just want to be, want to give back, and not because I get like more more salary or you know that that you know I I reach that goal or whatsoever, but just because you feel somebody is putting trust in you. Okay, I, you know, I want to give back to whatever that mm -hmm. whoever that trust provided to me. You know, in that moment, it's a company, it's a system, it's a purpose, or yeah. whatever. So it, yeah, and it happens on the same level with colleagues or team. Yeah, 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 and it, it, it's it's happening in every in every team, and, and 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 I think the problem is that in today's world is the more we are on this in this creative workspace. Mm -hmm. Creative means I do something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creative. Like a lot of people say, creative is uh, I'm a designer. You know, I'm an artist. You know, I'm I'm. You know, for me, like for me, like creative work is the act of creation. So so putting something in the world that has not been there before. Now, so not following a process through that has been existing, but just. Maybe changing a process, and that can be little things. So, so, so it can be just like um, I don't know, looking at a formula and seeing that you know you have the same same thing like answered three times, and that you say, ah, that doesn't make sense. I just put this in once, mm -hmm. you know. Like mm -hmm. I mean, I was like at the doctor like uh, two weeks ago, and basically I had to put in my name on this formulas like five times. So the same formulas. So and and you know like so yeah. you, you see the abs the absence of creative creative <laughs> work in that place but but in the moment where somebody does that that's already for me a creative work so I think the process of creation is 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 just can be way less enforced by negativity and way more enforced by positivity and can be way less 
put into regular working hours than into, you know, freedom. Yeah. So, so I, I think there's two topics. Maybe let's, let's touch yours first. But, but, but in, in general, um, the, the, the process of creation is also, is also a process that is, that is pretty much independent from time, right? So people can be enormously productive in a blink of an eye in the moment where they just say, no, I, I don't take this anymore. That, these, uh, that the name has to be put in five times. <laughs> I now create this new formula, mm -hmm. uh, for, for, uh, um, form. Yeah. So, so, so it can happen in a very short time and it can be super, super productive, right? Um, and, and that's why, again, that's why the, the time thing is not, is not at all, it does not matter anymore. In the moment where we, met, where we, where we move into more creative work, Time becomes automatically less important. Yeah, and and then we can s speak about unfair because our idea of fairness and working is so much so closely related to time. But I think that is some idea of fairness that we have to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is really an idea of like 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 you know like of course like the ethics of like hard working like only if you work hard and if you do long hours and so on then you're worth it and then you are like accepted in society and so on and so on. That's deeply, deeply, deeply ingrained in all of our, our stories basically. And but that's also, it has also something to do with the strong leader. I just was remembering our, our story of the strong leader of humbleness. And mm -hmm. I would also say like the really hardworking guy, you know, this is the, like who would, who would always do long hours and who would not leave the office before, I don't know what, in the evening, um, that's that, it's, that's a person to appreciate. Yeah, it's, it's very much on this very Calvinistic idea of of like hard work gets you to heaven, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the problem is with creative work, it's so hard to show hard work. You know, it's really it's, it does it's so it's so it's so so not meaningful anymore. Yeah, and you don't get so much appreciation. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. it's just you know like and, and, and so so appreciations always go through through some kind of um, repetitive thematic process that I can show even in the in in the creation part to show this was a long process. It yeah. did it did not you know I have to create a hundred page PowerPoint slide for for I like a, a, a one idea you know just to show that the value the value that I created. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. but we all know it was just this one idea, right? <laughs> just put it on one slide. <laughs> ideally, there was an idea. <laughs> you know, maybe there's not, you know, <laughs> but, but ideally there was an idea. But, but if there was an idea, then I need at least a 100, 100 page PowerPoint presentation to show that this is not something that just came in one moment. You know, yeah. and I make fun of it because I also make fun of myself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not that I, I, I'm, you know, because I'm just, I did the same thing. I think we're still doing it. Still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also. I mean, I mean, you also have that with with writing, right? So, so maybe also that's something that we should, when we, you know, speak about writing a book, you know, we should should really think about like what we want to do there. Because do you also have these these read these books where basically you realize, okay, there's just one good idea in this book. And the rest is just <laughs> but empty the, but words. The, but the author <laughs> felt like he has to write a 500, 500 pages book basically to <laughs> to justify that 
you know, that there is this one really amazing brilliant idea, brilliant idea, idea yeah. which is brilliant probably, but but it would have probably also been been explained in in, in a one page, in a one page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but then then we cannot show the process of working. So 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 I think this is generally a problem. So mm -hmm. I think this this is um that that we we like when we do creative work, I think there's generally a problem that 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 we want to show basically the hard work that is behind that somehow because we have this this idea of hard work only hard work is something that counts mm -hmm. and hard work is is always a long time a spent. long time spent um on something yeah um i think we have to face reality <laughs> we have to face reality that it's simply not true and we all know it yeah that's true we all know it and we just we just we just neglect to speak about it and then to Uh, and 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 we we keep on our our business bullshit bingo stuff and and keep on doing it and and um, but it's not and uh, it's an and I, I think think about that you know think about in your organization if you could just take all of this time that is spent in justification for something and put it into real creation so in just in the process of real creation and accepting maybe that real cre the process of creation also needs slack. It needs time where nothing happens. Yeah. It needs time where where you know people go to the park and uh, they they um, they drink a beer or what whatsoever. You know, it needs time where they can be cre creative. But 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 still, you know, there's so much time when we cut out all the bullshit. There's so much time that we could spend on the good stuff. Mm. That we really could spend on real creation. And then I think it's it's not far fetched that when then then we don't speak about twenty percent more, fifty percent more. So we, we speak about a multiple mm -hmm. of productivity mm -hmm. that is possible, you know. And 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 I think you I think you see that. I think you see that when you look at engineering, for example, which for me is a highly creative, highly creative job, basically. There's, yeah, like there's no like there's no, it's not different if you write. A line of code of yours start to paint a painting or something. You know, it's it's always original. Yeah, it's 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 original work. So there is such a huge difference between like somebody who really wants to to create something and really is motivated to do something in engineering, or somebody just follows, doesn't understand what you what you want from him, and just follows your order. And it's not at all motivated to think about the bigger picture and to really, there is a huge discrepancy in, and you have no chance basically to control it. There's no, there's really no chance. Yeah? So, so like, like, because the complexity is so much in the detail that like, you cannot go to a developer and tell them, Hey, but this is just so easy. Uh, this t just takes you an hour because you don't know. It can probably take him a month. And it's, so crazy how how this planning happens right so so in a, in a team most of the time if you're working with engineers um then then you have an engineering team and sometimes i mean in companies like Trivago, you would at least ask also the engineers to estimate on how much time they would need in order to create something mm -hmm. in a lot of companies um, and what I hear um, even more recently is that you you have a PO, mm -hmm. Pro yeah, a product, product owner, owner um, who would es estimate the time, mm -hmm. not engaging too much with the engineers, crazy, 
But in companies where there is not even a product owner, there would be a person, leader of the team, who would just say what you just said. Mm -hmm. This is the package. This is, the pa this is what. I mean, I mean, it's crazy, and I I did it. So so <laughs> so, so I, uh, I I I I I get I get the point. You know, it's not that I don't understand why people are doing that. So so it's really I I'm I, I know I know why because you also you get you you you. You get to the point where things you feel like you think things get slower and slower, and and at the end somebody else has to be involved in that because it's definitely not you. Um, <laughs> and and then you think you you have to be more strict with like timelines and so on and so on. So 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 I I I I get I I get the idea. Um, it just it just not practical because you can it's it's not possible to control it. So it's really, really impossible. Yeah. So, so, and I think that is also why engineering is basically because it's so highly creative, and and you and control is not possible. It shows us the limitation of our old thinking so well. You know, like, and 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 it shows us that that you know, like, and and we see that most of the of the of the of the wealth that was created in the last ten years, it happened mainly through tech companies, and that's why, like, it's it's, it's taking a a larger and larger role in the in the in the in the in the value creation and and we are confronted with basically an artist responsible for most of the value creation in a, in a highly creative creative process so if we want or not we have to get deeper into it and we have to ask ourselves how can it be that like 10 very motivated and coordinated people can create more value than another company with 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. We have to ask ourselves this idea of, so we have to get rid of this idea of resources, basically, of seeing people as resources and then saying, ah, we, we can cut 20% or we have to hire 20% more and so on. And rather speak way more about the motivation because... We can we can hire twenty percent more when it, when we are very fast in hiring in a year. We can cut fifty if we're very rigid and brutal in 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 in, in, in firing people. But we can we can destroy ninety percent of value easily with changing motivation, or we can create ten x easily with changing motivation. And we talk so little about that, and so much about. Another resource, number of resources, and number, another mm -hmm. another person cut or another person in addition, and mm -hmm. we, yeah, and um, and and I think I think that that is that is that's what we're trying to do here, right? We want to shift the 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 discussion, you know, more to towards towards these aspects because we're living in a world where this is making the difference. Yeah, and you, when you hear, for example, I, I think it's very interesting. Um, uh. You know, when when you like often you hear from from Google, for example, you know, should we not pay this amazing? We 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 realize we have this amazing engineer, and we have this average engineer. Should we not pay this amazing engineer like twenty times more because he creates twenty times more value? So I think, on one hand, I think it's a reflection, and I think it's a good assessment of. There is this 20x in value that can be created through the same person. So mm -hmm. I think that is already good. Though I'm not so sure if it's just the person, you know. So I think there I would be mm. a bit more critical. 
mm-hmm. about the idea of there is this one, there is there, there is this like amazing person uh, which is worth this super high, high salary and the others are not. You know, because I think the difference between them might of course be to a specific degree IQ and skill, skill, uh, ability to communicate and, and so on and so on. Mm. I think though that the biggest difference between those two is their motivation. And that might be because this one person is just way generally more intrinsic motivation, motivated. That might be the case. Then it's maybe worth it to pay him more. But, but probably it's because this person is in a situation where he is intrinsically motivated and the, and all the others are in a situation where they're not, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and then, and then that doesn't make sense to hire uh, Ivy league people and the smart hire away the smartest people in the world from the job market than to put them in a position where they at the end really don't, can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the biggest loss, you know, and then, yeah, you can afford it maybe because you are, you cr- the, the few people created so much wealth, but, but, but it's about motivation. It's because you, you know, you, you, you hire, you hire super, super good people, right? So it's not probably each of them could be a rock star or many of them at least could be a rock star and be very value creating. But if you don't care of the, for their motivation enough, that they have enough freedom that they can really create a real impact. Yeah, then they you don't tap in that potential. No, that and then and then then doesn't make sense, you know. That mm-hmm. and, and 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 that is my that's my uh, observation, you know. That, that that the differences between those people are are not that big. There are differences, of course. Yeah, I I I think it also doesn't make sense to say like IQ is at all not important no. or something. It's yeah. it's it, of course like it's 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 an at the end, it's a, it's kind of the, the the fuel, you know, to get your your motor running and so on. So so you, you need some of it, but, but but it's not as big as we pretend it to be. It's not as big. It's not as big as we pretend it to be. It's not. It's it, the skill differences are not as big, and 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 we always have this idea that our the our leaders at the top they are the smartest people. They are basically you know because they went through this. Uh, I don't know. So this promotion stair stairs and went up and that's why they have to be the smartest and, and they have the understanding yeah. that they are the smartest and the, it's at the end it's just it's a lot of luck involved you know in all of this it's true yeah it's it's a lot of luck involved and a lot of luck to be motivated at the right uh, right point in time and and, and and the luck to be to find yourself in a job or in a position where you can actually really tap in that kind of motivation what you just explained how much luck do you need to have to actually be in such a good spot where you can really use your full potential and and i think that is the way bigger luck that you are you're right now in that position where you can excel you know where you just have like where you have them where you where you're you really motivated you are loving to go to work you're loving to work with your colleagues and then you're in a situation where you can ex- excel and 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 it's for for me it's highly situational and it's also something that i learned very very late yeah so so this idea of like 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 high potential I, you know there is probably still something but i think it's it's a lot of it's it's very situational so it's very depending on on where the person right now is and and the problematic thing is 
everybody gets to a point in time where they are really not performing very well. And everybody gets to that point in time because, because there are some things happening around them and they're in a crisis or whatsoever, or they just, you know, took another, another challenge or it was too much challenge or whatsoever. Right. Mm -hmm. So that everybody gets to the point, you know, I, I told you yesterday that my, my weakest point when my, 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 when I was going to school was in the moment when, you know, I had like already English and Latin and then I had to learn French and I, <laughs> I completely like was lost and I, I totally dropped my, 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 my grades dropped and so on. So, so you get to that, everybody gets to that point one day, you know, and, and I think that if we then start sorting people out based on, on like a momentary situation, which they are in, in a crisis mm -hmm. and we start sorting them out at this stage. I think then you can, I think you will sort out everybody, right? Because, because everybody gets there yeah, sooner sure. or later, right? So you have to sort even the highest potential. If you are so rigid and just saying, okay, we just sort this out, right? So it sounds always great, you know? It sounds always great to say, hey, we always cut out the lowest 20% or something, right? And then we, we get new people in and then we get better and better and better as an organization. It's a little bit the same stupidity. I'm not sure, like, probably a lot of people are very, um, um, very familiar, but I, I just will tell it anyway with, with online marketing and, 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 and keywords. But basically, like the, the, the biggest of stupidity that there is in online marketing is basically you, um, you, you, you have a, a list of keywords, basically, and then, uh, and then you see basically, oh, they are 20% not performing so well. So basically, I cut out the 20% non-performing uh, keywords, keywords, right? Um, and then you, you, because you think, oh, I'm not making money with those. I'll just cut them out. You know, I'm not making money with those. And then you, you wait like a couple of months and then you're looking at it again and say, oh, there are again so many I don't make money with. I will just cut them out. So you know what I mean? Because there is volatility. And mm -hmm. the concept of volatility is just, yeah, sometimes you're performing well and sometimes not so well. And probably there is kind of also some statistical blur. And if you always cut the, 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 the worst, you will just be ending up with nothing. <laughs> So, and, yeah. and, um, and, and I have seen very smart people telling me that. So very smart people, which, 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 which were highly, highly educated, you know, telling me, you know, we're, we're, we're telling me that, okay, you know, like I, I started, you know, and I cut out like all the good, the, the non, non-performing keywords. You have to understand there is volatility, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yes, of course, there comes a point in time when it's better to bid down on keywords that are not performing. But, you know, you cannot just take a time frame and then say, oh, okay, this, this keyword just got clicked, I don't know, 50 times and I didn't make a booking and now I, I mm -hmm. cut it out. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the same is true for, for people, you know, like, like we are all volatile. So we are performing sometimes good and sometimes not so good. And, we, we, and in the moment where we stigmatize people and we put them into a, um, in, into, into bucket and say, you are the good ones. And you are the bad ones. They will never, they will never come out of that bucket anymore. This is a very, very interesting approach, and I would actually like that or interesting thought. And I would like to move that actually to our next podcast is performance management, because this is such a hard topic. Mm -hmm. Looking at what you just said, I think looking at empowerment as well as intrinsic motivation, I think it also fits to intrinsic motivation, and to not break everything you just said with your approach to or with an approach to performance mm -hmm. management mm -hmm. because i think you can 
with all the good intention that you just mentioned, implementing then a wrong performance management approach will just kill it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because people will behave in a way they do not belong to the non-performing 10%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they want to do everything to belong to the, of course, uh, the ones that uh, received the 20% salary raise. And I, I, think I think it's, it's super, super interesting to speak that, to that in the context of intrinsic motivation in general. Yeah. So I think we touched already a couple of topics anyway. That, yeah. So we can, we, can, we can move that over. I will note it down and we okay. will uh, move it over. Good. And as a closing note, I would like to ask you, um, if you would sit in front of a leader who would ask you, What can I do as a first step to bring empowerment into my organization or to be more empowering as a lead? What would be your number one advice? I, I can just say, uh, speak about my first struggles that I had as an entrepreneur, um, super overreaching, super dictating into everything. And the struggle I had in the beginning to accept results that seem to me inferior. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with the acceptance of like, okay, where I say, okay, because, because you do things the way you do them and then you expect other people to do the same and to come up to the same conclusions that you came up with and that is your way to define performance, basically, mm-hmm. or define success. What I did was if somebody did not succeed on that, I was basically like giving him a hard time and, and being unsatisfied and so on. And for me, it did not. So, so it only changed when, 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 I, when I started with appreciation for other people's results and, and really trying to understand like where they're coming from. And, and, and even if it might seem to me now inferior to first accept that, And then in the next step, try to analyze why it might not be inferior. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the first step where you really have to break your habits. You mm-hmm. know? Like, and it's hopefully like when, especially when you are in a startup environment or so, I think everybody will go through that phase where you think, ah, oh, why, is, why is everybody not as good as me? <laughs> you know, I hope that there are way, more, way smarter people out there who have never thought that, like, like me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, But I fear there are, there are some. There are many, most likely. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you very much. Um, I really enjoyed the discussion. I think we had some really good, um, good insights um, in this episode. And I'm looking forward to talk to you next time about intrinsic motivation then. Cool. Cool. See you then. Bye.